Welcome to What's Your Vibe, the podcast with a movie for every mood, brought to you by Yaflix. I'm Jackie Swan. And I'm Sarah Miranda, and we have the right movies for your vibes. Do you think that most, because when I was making my list, it was kind of determining what I was classifying a happy ending in this case. The main characters or the characters found personal growth in some way. Yeah, like necessarily my movies don't end up with everyone getting everything they want, but everyone ends up in a situation where they've learned, they've grown, and they're better for it. Positive personal growth that leaves me feeling happy with the situation or is the situation resolved in the i guess best way possible on that note though sarah what is the vibe this week the vibe of this week is i want to believe in happy endings again and like honestly i do want to believe in happy endings (laughs) when did you stop believing in happy endings did you ever believe in happy endings when i gained consciousness um the first time i failed a class in school i was like damn they're gonna fail you i mean i mean almost kindergarten (laughs) the first time i got time out i mean as an adult like i've learned happy endings only happen if you're extremely pretty or you have money or you hit the lottery and by the lottery i don't mean the actual lottery i mean like all the factors work out in your favor on that note why don't we start getting into the movies this week we're breaking it down into three categories content delighted and euphoric these are various levels of happiness that a movie might leave you feeling content like you're just content like it's not you're living out the lottery happy ever after everything's going great no conflict ever but you are happy and content with where this movie has ended you up with you can walk away with it with a good feeling in your heart and delighted leaves you feeling like you're delighted feels like butterflies in my stomach to me It's that physical bubbly sensation. Yeah, delighted is that physical happiness that kind of follows you after that movie is done. Like as you turn the TV off, you kind of sit back and you embrace the happiness of that film. Like carbonated soda flowing through your veins. Ooh, I like that. That's how I want to feel. Delighted. And euphoric is like leaving you beyond happiness. Like you're leaving with a big smile on your face. You feel good and you're going to carry that energy with you for a bit whenever you think back to this movie. Yeah, it's like your brain flooding with like dopamine, serotonin, all these like positive neurotransmitters that are giving you all these happy feelings. You can't help but feel happy. All right, Jackie, what movie leaves you feeling content? Well, my first recommendation is The Lake House. I've never seen it. Have you never seen it? Do you know of it? I think my mom described the plot to me once. I won't lie to you, but please don't. (laughs) I mean, it is very like a movie that my mom would watch, and 100% I first saw it watching it with my mom when I was younger. The Lake House is like a rom-com time travel movie starring Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. They essentially write these letters back and forth to each other by putting them into a mailbox that sends the letters backwards and forwards in time for two years. It's a cute rom-com movie. I love the time travel element. I love like the overall conflict in terms of what they're racing against because it is a time travel movie. They're racing against some sort of time element. It's um, how the characters go about 
getting this ending, how the ending actually comes about, and just, like, the build-up to it that leaves you feeling satisfied and happy at the end of it. Like, it's hard not to feel happy after a good rom-com. I just believe that the time travel element brings an extra, like, element to it that makes it satisfying for me. On that note, though, what, uh, what movie leaves you feeling content? This movie makes me feel content, because even though the ending isn't what you would have seen as the happy ending when you first go into this movie, it makes me feel happy because all the characters have grown. Everybody is at the happy ending that is happiest for them. And for me, that's The Nanny Diaries. Have you ever watched? I have not seen The Nanny Diaries. Oh my god. High key recommend. First, ScarJo and Chris Evans. And I'm not a Marvel person, but they're romantic leads and they fucking work. So she plays a nanny in New York City. And that's essentially the movie is she's in a park one day and this very rich upper like Manhattan mom comes up to her and says, are you a nanny? Like I have this son, Grayer. But the really fun part of this movie movie and what makes it interesting to watch in comparison to other rom-coms very mundane things is the storytelling and the way that it's framed so before becoming a nanny scarlett johansson has just finished her undergraduate degree she's like 21 and her undergraduate degree was in anthropology and that's how she approaches her nanny job like she calls the parents mrs x mr x she takes it from like i am an objective observer and I'm an anthropologist analyzing the upper Manhattan socialite and their families and it's just this really nice framing device that lets you see her perspective even more it lets you really dig into her emotions and thoughts in a way like a book does (laughs) there's a lot to unpack there (laughs) but the point is is if you don't unpack it it's still a really nice rom-com you can just not unpack it and it's just a really nice relationship between a nanny and a son and learning how to bring the mother closer to her son through the nanny it does bring you the satisfactory conclusion to this family and you bring them closer together yeah everybody ends up in the place that they needed to be it might necessarily not have been how they saw themselves at the beginning of the movie but through the events of like this child relating to this nanny and finally relating to his mother they see themselves through a different perspective and are able to see what they want from life that's a really good way of framing the movie mainly because it also leads into uh, my next recommendation for feeling content which is la la land <gasps> really i disagreed with this one on being on happy endings i knew i looked at him like sarah's going to disagree with this one but in my mind it's a happy ending because i think they get what like they need i think it's a bittersweet ending but i still leave feeling like content it's a different sort of like happiness to me and it's more of a it's a happiness in accepting what you need to chase down it's melancholic but it's a different sort of happy ending but like it still leaves me feeling content it's a happy ending and you recognize that there's no happy endings but there are still happy endings to part of our stories in life and that things continue it's hard to say without like spoiling what happens and i know that in the end they both like artistically and creatively they find peace and they find satisfaction and contentment like I agree with you on that but I don't know if I feel happiness I think it makes me feel like more like futility I agree that a journey is an important part but like oh it's a little bit of a futile ending 
Yeah, I think it depends on how you look at it in the end. But like, I do think it's a bittersweet ending to me, but still I see it as a happy ending for the characters and just in terms of like what life turns out to actually be. It's probably one of the more realistic endings. They both achieved everything that they truly wanted. Sarah says futile, but I think it's like, it's going to leave you looking at life with a viewpoint of things will work out. Things can work out out. So what is your uh, last content recommendation? My last content recommendation also leaves me feeling content at the end, but honestly a little bit happier, not gonna lie. My last recommendation is Bring It On. I think that it has everything a movie needs and a happy ending. It's a cheerleading movie. And now you may think of that and think, oh, dumb teen girl movie. And yes, but also not dumb. So smart, so good, so wonderful. Yeah, it's a cheerleading group goes to a cheer competition and recognizes that they are up against some uh, strong competition. Why bring it on? Why does bring it on leave you with such a content feeling? I agree with you. It has a great ending, but I'm wondering why this one came to mind. Okay, so first, uh, Torrance, who is played by Kirsten Dunst, who I fucking loves is playing this new senior so she's just gone into grade 12 and she is now the cheerleading captain and it's her taking on this team who were previous national champions like this is a team that has always succeeded has always thrived but not necessarily because they're the team that works the hardest or plays by the rules yeah it's the characters growing from each other it's the characters kind of learning to help each other and i think that it points out also that cheerleaders aren't dumb this is a sport they all really care every single character in this movie really sincerely cares about the people around them and the competition and i think that makes me feel good too i like when characters are motivated and all the way to the end they're motivated people like seeing other people who are passionate about what they're doing which is like uh, bring it on really gets into it like you're gonna leave loving cheerleading by the end of the movie they make it fun today? Uh, um, 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 uh, I'm so indecisive. Uh, you know, uh, I just really want a quality streaming service with thousands of indie movies and TV shows, but that's also inclusive. Well, here at Fearless, we have content from BIPOC, LGBTQ, disabled, female, and other underrepresented creators, all on one convenient app, and now also a desktop page. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want that one. Could I get it with the two-week free trial and after just a low monthly fee? Of course. Just head to the next browser window and type fearless.li slash what's your vibe now. Can I get extra napkins with that? <laughs> I'm so delighted that we're moving on. I'm delighted you said that. So, Jackie, what movie makes you delighted? I'd be delighted to hear. Well, my first movie is a throwback. It's The Emperor's New Groove. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I've never watched the movie, but I've watched the TV show. No, 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 no. I've watched the TV show, so I, I understand, I feel. <laughs> yeah, the movie is great. So, The Emperor's New Groove follows this young new emperor of the Incan Empire. He's kind of like... It's all about him. <laughs> 
it's all about him. Like, he's a narcissist. He's looking to, like, he just wants to grow his empire. He wants to be fabulous. Like, it's all about him. He has this, like, power-hungry advisor named Yzma, who's also, like, a scientist who makes potions that change people into animals. And she transforms Cusco into this llama so that she take over his position and by killing him, but he's a llama. But Cusco escapes and he goes on this adventure with this other villager named Pacha. It's a very funny film. It's a very clever film. It's a very smart film for like all ages. There's a lot of really good jokes in it. Colorful, like it's just a happy, fast-paced, well-written Disney movie. What's nice about the ending is that, again, it's the character growth that you're getting. And that's what makes it such a delightful ending is like from where you start with the characters to where you end up, the character growth is like, it's huge, but it's all well-deserved. It's earned, and you watch this adventure unfold, and you get to be a part of the adventure of this transformation happening along the way. And then on top of that, just because it is a very funny movie, you tend to leave already happier, and then there's the ending. And for that, uh, what's yours? Mine. Okay, I don't know if you've seen this one. So this is a Cinderella one, but... It is not the first Cinderella retelling that everybody turns to. Have you ever seen Penelope? I have not. I've heard of it. Oh my gosh. It is such a wonderful movie. And honestly, the Cinderella retelling I turn to first every single time. Oh wait. Is this the one where she has the weird nose? Pig nose? Pig nose bitch. <laughs> pig nose bitch. Have, yeah, pig nose bitch. James McAvoy. Young James McAvoy. Holy shit, is young James McAvoy hot as fuck in this movie, can I first say? And Christina Ricci. This is an all-star cast. <laughs> it's a, like, a fairy tale retelling where, so Catherine O'Hara is, plays, like, this rich mom. They're, like, dukes and duchesses, right? They're, like, think, like, the mom in Shit's Creek, but, like, without the redeemable parts. Like, that's who Catherine O'Hara is playing. Catherine O'Hara does a really good job at that, too, just in general. Yeah, exactly. She's very good at, like, a bitchy, terrible mom who makes you feel bad about yourself. But I'm sure she's a really wonderful person. They are cursed, and their curse is if they have a daughter, like the dad side of the family, if he ever has a daughter, she'll be born with a pig nose. And, like, it's because they've wronged people with their rich bitch behavior. They take her to all these doctors first, and they say that you can't cut off the pig nose. It's literally, like, attached to the main carotid artery in her face. Like, she will die if we cut this off. The curse can only be lifted when one of her own kind learns to love her. So, one of her own kind, her parents interpret as a rich bitch. So, they're trying to marry her off. Because they're hoping if they can convince a rich person to love her and marry her, or, like, a person who has a royal title, that then the pig nose will be reversed because she needs to be learned to love, be loved by one of her own kind. Right. And it's Penelope learning to love herself. Yes, that there is this love story with James McAvoy, who's introduced by her parents, and yes, there's the relationship between her and her parents in the outside world, but really, like, the reason this movie makes me delighted is because it's really about learning to love yourself. It's about Penelope learning to see herself past this fucking pig nose on her face. And it's seeing her kind of grow outside of the influences of her parents, too, and what's essentially led her to, to have this curse. The nose is a representation of her connection to her family and what they stand for and what she wants to stand for and how she wants to pursue her life, which is not through her mom's wishes, which is marrying someone rich. And that brings me to my movie, which is another animated movie, 
ratatouille. <gasps> oh my gosh, really? This leaves you delighted? I always feel delighted after ratatouille. It makes me happy. Why? Why don't you like ratatouille? One, all I can think of is Remy the ratatouille, the rat of all our dreams. The shitty TikTok musical that actually got put on. And then also like rats touching my food. <laughs> I don't want a rat to fucking cook my food. I don't want it to touch it. <laughs> Yucky. But Sarah, I think it's a wonderful ending after watching Ratatouille every time. I'm super, I'm like, I'm happy. I feel good about myself. I feel good about Ratatouille. No, but I do see, I know the good parts about Ratatouille. Like, I see the beauty in, like, Paris and the food and, like, the familial aspect. It's this rat who just wants to cook, but people like you are disgusted by him. But he's clean. You are an oppressor. <laughs> you are denying Remy his dreams by saying that because he is a rat, he is not allowed to cook. But that is his passion, and you are stopping his passion. And the movie is about fighting back against people like you and embracing who you are. And I think that is delightful, much like Penelope Ratatouille <laughs> deals with the concept of accepting who you are. Yeah, instead of a pig nose, it's a rat. It's, it's a happy ending. Like, you can't help but feel satisfied. You can't help but feel delightful. Ratatouille leaves me with a, like, a really happy feeling. And then Sarah, so like, what's your final movie? My final movie is one that has been delighting me for a very, 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 very long time. And that is 10 Things I Hate About You. Have you ever seen it, Jackie? <laughs> I have, but again, it's been a few years. Uh, that makes sense, because 10 Things I Hate About You did come out in 1999. This movie is just so fucking delightful. Like, I could not use another word to describe it. It makes me so content. I literally have the soliloquy from it on my childhood bedroom wall. Like, I printed it out on a printer and cut out every letter and put it up there. It's one of those really, really good teen rom-com adaptations of a Shakespeare like book those are my favorite team rom-coms <laughs> and this one fucking kills it so it's Julia Stiles is your lead character and if you've ever read Taming of the Shrew you'll probably get the plot but she's a kind of a bitch <laughs> like but it's because she's an independent person she doesn't like to follow the crowd like her sister she wants to be something different she wants to be someone different and like she's reading Sylvia Plath and she's looking at like all of these very like feminist literatures she wants to go to Sarah Lawrence on the like on the east coast and all women's college it's this girl who is very much coming into her own but it's about her dad won't let her sister date until she goes on a date, the older sister. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt really wants to take her younger sister Bianca on a date, so he tries to find the perfect guy for Kat Stratford. And that just happens to be Heath Ledger. And goddamn is he good. He's playing like this Aussie who moved to Australia, so he's got like this slight accent. He's a bad boy, so he wears like wife beaters and like oh, he sings a Frankie Valley song to try and win her affection, like So why does it leave feeling so delighted at the end? The ending lets Cat be happy and lets the romance flow between lots of different characters without 
taking away from who they are and their values. Kat is like made out to be like this feminist character. She's made out to be this very strong walls up, but she can still have her strength while having vulnerability. And all the characters really find that, that there is strength in vulnerability, but there's also strength in standing up for yourself and not being vulnerable and not letting yourself be walked on. And then it ends with a band on the roof of the school playing I Want You to Want Me, and it fucking rocks. Like, it just ends with a musical number on top of a school. And it actually wasn't supposed to end that way. It was just supposed to end with, like, the way the plot ends. But the band that played the prom, the director loved them so much. It was so much fun. They danced so much that they, the director asked them if they would be in the last shot of the movie, playing on top of the school, playing, the, like, the movie out. How delightful. And it's delightful. It's very delightful. I guess what makes me feel euphoric is like anything that I have to leave feeling like really good about the world afterwards if we're talking about euphoric. Like I have to believe good is possible again if we're going to talk about happy endings, euphoric movies. Like, that's how I want to feel. Yeah, and honestly, the movie that does that for me might be a weird pick, but Dodgeball, a true underdog story. I love Dodgeball. Oh, I love Dodgeball. I love it too, and I come out of it every time just, like, feeling so good about myself, feeling so happy, feeling so euphoric. Like, that ending is just perfect. It's beautiful. And you know, originally it had a bad ending, and test audiences hated it, and they had to change it. Man, it's a great, great 10 out of 10 movie. I highly recommend to anybody. What else leaves you euphoric, Jackie? Mine's, mine's a very different vibe from what you brought to the table with Dodgeball, but I'm, I'm going to say Amelie. Amelie! Okay, I I have fallen asleep during this movie, but not because it was bad, because I was sleepy. <laughs> I promise I'm going to rewatch it. <laughs> it's a very cute, lighthearted movie about this, like, young woman who just wants to do good and she like starts doing one small good task and as she starts doing more it like helps the other people around her grow while she herself grows and like her life just becomes wonderful is it's a very beautiful movie and it makes me feel really like good inside it makes me feel like there's good in the world i can like take those feelings with me in my own life and like pass it on like, I guess there's a message with this movie that I feel like I can I can carry with me. And that makes me very happy. That I can do good things for other people and make them happy. That's always nice. It's shot in a really fun style, too. It's very French in feeling. So, vibrant, fun camera angles. Music is fun. Everything's done really well in it. I highly recommend watching it if you need that, like, a really... A really good pick-me-up if you need to believe that there's good people in the world. Amelie. My next movie also starts out a little bit sad. Have you ever watched Homeward Bound? Again, I was very young, and I, I know what it's about, and go on. <laughs> Homeward Bound, literally, like, the ending makes me feel so euphoric. The movie doesn't. It makes me feel incredibly stressed, because that's just who I am as a person. But the ending, oh, it just grips my heart, and I cry, but happy tears. And it just makes me, like... Like, believe in family and that you can find each other again. Homeward Bound is a very simple plot. It's a very simple movie. This family is moving to San Francisco, and along the way, 
their two dogs and a cat get left at home. But the two dogs and a cat really fucking love their family. They're just like, God damn, I love my family the most. So they decide to travel across the country like this bulldog or like a that one of those kind of breeds, a golden retriever and like a cat. And they just like travel across the United States trying to get to their people. They just want their people and like sometimes they doubt that they're ever gonna see their people again but they have this hope the whole movie that like they like go the distance for this family like fucking far like, they would walk five thousand miles they walk five thousand more <laughs> yeah just to be dog the dogs and cat <laughs> who walk ten thousand miles to fall down at their door like it is like an intense movie if you love cats and dogs it's gonna be a hard watch <laughs> but in a good way and because that this is we've already spoiled that this has happy endings i will say there are no main cat or dog deaths that would be a little too much for me and i wouldn't put it in this category but all the all the puppies and the kitty live and we are very happy about that <laughs> there are some points of true tension though like it's not just a movie where like it's happy-go-lucky the whole time like there's conflict there's tension like these these, these are animals just trying to find their people and speaking of talking animal movies that brings me to my next euphoric pick I guess my last pick for the evening is Paddington 2. My boyfriend brings this movie up so much, but I won't lie, I still haven't watched it. (laughs) Paddington essentially goes to jail, which is fun. Paddington is framed for a crime. He's just trying to essentially buy his aunt, who's turning 100 years old, this book, like this specific book. So he does all these tasks for people in the neighborhood and saves up his money and he buys this rare book, but he then gets like framed for stealing it. So Paddington gets framed for stealing and he goes to jail. So while his family, who he just like started to settle in with from the last movie, they're trying to break him out legally. And he's now in jail and they're like, essentially like Paddington trying to hold in onto his belief in his family while also like confronting the fact that he's in prison for a crime he didn't commit and why would his family come for him at the same time his like the family is also going to like find clues and they're essentially solving the mystery of who actually did this who frank paddington while paddington is like are they coming for me this sounds really intense (laughs) like this is not what i thought paddington 2 would be about Um, Yes, but Paddington 2 is a wonderful movie that, again, will make you believe that there is good in the world, and then you get a little bit of a a lesson that you can carry with you forward, which I think is wonderful. I think Euphoria, you have to start affecting other people with it to be like, like it should be contagious. And these movies make me happy. Thank you for listening to What's Your Vibe, brought to you by Yaflix.com, the site that helps you decide what to watch this week. I'm Jackie Swan. And I'm Sarah Miranda. You can follow the hosts on Instagram and Twitter at J-A-C-Q-U-E underscore Swan underscore and at So Sarah Miranda. And keep up with everything What's Your Vibe related by following at W-Y-V pod.